Hello, and welcome to The Essential Reads. My name is Isaac, and my goal is to bring to you a bunch of classic audiobooks in an easy and accessible way. We are continuing with Huckleberry Finn by Mark Twain. And like usual with this book, trigger warning, the language that was used was appropriate for the time, but is not anymore, and probably, not even probably, should definitely have never been used, but in the case of any racial prejudices that come up, I will be ducking the audio to essentially bleep it so that you don't hear anything that could potentially be triggering. But if you still find that difficult to listen to, please listen to another book. If you want to support me in a more concrete way, you can do all the youtube things. And if you really want to support me and make my day, you can join me on the Patreon, where we are currently, at point of recording, going through The Alchemist by Paolo Caula, um, a book that is... Um, Really, really good, but uh, that I cannot publish on here. So if you would like to listen to it and support me in a very personal way, please join me on Patreon. I'll see you in the book club. Let's begin. Huckleberry Finn by Mark Twain Chapter 30 When they got aboard, the king went for me and shook me by the collar and says, Trying to give us the slip, was you, you pup? Tired of our company, eh? No, your majesty, we weren't. Please don't, your majesty. Quick then, and tell us what was your idea, or I'll shake the insides out of you. Honest, I'll tell you everything, just as it happened, your majesty. The man that had a hold of me was very good to me, and kept saying he had a boy about as big as me that died last year, and he was sorry to see a boy in such a dangerous fix. And when they was all took by surprise by finding the gold and made a rush for the coffin, he lets go of me and whispers, Hail it now, or they'll hang you, sure. And I lit out. It didn't seem no good for me to stay. I couldn't do nothing. I didn't want to be hung if I could get away. So I never stopped running till I found the canoe. And when I got here, I told Jim to hurry, or they'd catch me and hang me yet. And said I was afeard you and the Duke wasn't alive now. And I was awful sorry. And so was Jim. And was awful glad when we see you coming. You asked Jim if I didn't. Jim said it was so, and the king told him to shut up and said, Oh yes, mighty likely, and shook me up again and said he reckoned he'd drown me. But the duke says, Let go of the boy, you old idiot. Would you have done any different? Did you inquire around for him when you got loose? I don't remember it. So the king let go of me and began to cuss that town and everybody in it. But the duke says, You better blame his sight give yourself a good cussing you're the one that's entitled to it most. You ain't done a thing from the start that had any sense in it except coming out so cool and cheeky with that imaginary blue arrow mark. That was bright. It was downright bully, and it was the thing that saved us. For if it hadn't been for that, they'd have jailed us till them Englishmen's baggage come, and then the penitentiary, you bet. But that trick took them to the graveyard, and the gold done us still a bigger kindness. For if the excited fools hadn't let go all holts and made that rush to get a look, we'd have slept in our crevasse tonight. Cravats warranted to wear, too. Longer than we'd need them. They was still a minute, thinking. Then the king says, kind of absent-minded-like, Hmm. And we reckon the new stole it. That made me squirm. Yes, says the duke. Kind of slow and deliberate and sarcastic. We did. After about half a minute, the king draws out. Leastways, 
I did. Luke says the same way. On the contrary, I did. The king kind of ruffles up and says, Look at here, Bilgewater, what are you referring to? The duke says, pretty brisk, When it comes to that, maybe you'll let me ask what was you referring to? Shucks, says the king, very sarcastic. But I don't know. Maybe you was asleep and didn't know what you was about. The duke bristles right up now and says, Oh, let up on this cussing nonsense. Did you take me for a blamed fool? Don't you reckon I know who hid that money in the coffin? Yes, sir. I know you do know because you done it yourself. It's a lie. And the duke went for him. The king sends out, Take your hands off. Let go of my throat. I take it back. The duke says, Will you just own up first that you did hide the money there, intending to give me the slip one of these days, and come back and dig it up and have it all to yourself? Wait just a minute, duke. Answer me this one question, honest and fair. If you didn't put that money there, say it. I'll believe you. I'll take back everything I said. You old scoundrel, I didn't, and you know I didn't. There, now. Well, then, I believe you. But ask me only just this one more. Now, don't get mad. Didn't you have it in your mind to hook the money and hide it? The Duke never said nothing for a little bit. Then he says, Well, I don't care if I did. I didn't do it anyway. But you not only had it in mind to do it, but you done it. I wished I may never die if I done it, Duke. That's honest. I won't say I wasn't going to do it, because I was. But you... I mean, somebody got ahead of me. It's a lie. You done it, and you got to say you done it. Or... The king began to gurgle. Then he gasped out. Enough! I own up! I was very glad to hear him say that. It made me feel much more easier than what I was feeling before. So the duke took his hands off and says, If you ever deny it again, I'll drown you. It's well for you to sit there and blubber like a baby. It's fitting for you after the way you've acted. I never see such an old ostrich for wanting to gobble everything. And I are trusting you the whole time like you was my own father. You ought to be ashamed of yourself to stand by and hear it saddled onto a lot of poor niggers and you never say a word for them. Makes me feel ridiculous to think I was soft enough to believe that rubbish. Curse you. I can see it now why you were so anxious to make up the deficit. You wanted to get that money I got out of the nonsuch from one thing or another and scoop it all. The king says, timid and still snuffing, Why, Duke, it was you that made up the deficit. What me? Dry up. I don't want to hear no more of it out of you, says the duke. And now you see what you got by it. They got all their own money back, and all of arm but a shekel or two besides. Go long to bed, and don't you deficit me no more deficits long as you live. So the king sneaked into the wigwam and took his bottle for comfort. And before long, the duke tackled his bottle. And so, in about half an hour, they were thick as thieves again. And the tighter they got, the lovener they got, and went off a-snoring in each other's arms. They both got powerful mellow, but I noticed the king didn't get mellow enough to forget not to deny about hiding the money bag again. That made me feel easy and satisfied. 
Of course, when they got to snoring, we had a long gabble, and I told Jim everything. Thank you so very much for listening. If you enjoyed, please like, comment, share, all that jazz. And if you really enjoyed, do subscribe, because there is more to come. And if you really want to support me, again, join the Patreon. Uh, it is the easiest way to support me directly. Or you can just give a super like here, or a super thanks, I think it's called. Super thanks is the thing. And it's just like a, a one-time donation thing. But if you want to support me in a long-term way, and get access to free audiobooks, or, in a sense, or audiobooks that I can't put here, um, join the Patreon. It's a good time. Um, I also am very more active there than here, so we can, like, chat and stuff if you want to have a more cool connection with me. I'm terrible at selling myself, but do the stuff, do the things, and I will see you in a couple of days with another chapter of this, or a Friday video, or maybe on Patreon. Once again, thank you very much for listening, and until next time, bye-bye.